This is Calvin Eba from Mad Catter and Lynx, and you're listening to the Robocast. Hi everyone, my name is Samuelit64 and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy and World of Woodrow. And as you would have heard in the intro, the driver of Mad Catter and of course the now infamous <laughs> Beetleweight Lynx, uh, Calvin Eva. Calvin, welcome back. It's not been that long since we last spoken to you. I think we spoke to you for the Slugfest episode that you guys mm-hmm. were in last year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How have you been? I mean, first of all, congratulations on yet another normal Kavak Golden Brett. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's I've been good. Um, yeah, I've been. Uh, I just came back from Norwalk Havoc uh, with another win, so that was super cool. Um, and I mean, in addition to that, I I really appreciate the all the other awards that I won that day too. I was like the, it was the best fight one with with mixtape. Yeah, best like the best fight of the year, and <laughs> like most fun robot. That, that was pretty sweet because. Um, I mean, it's it's you know it's one thing to have the most competitive uh, robot there, you know, to win, and that's like amazing on one on one front, and then just to have like the most fun is is also, I think, a, a pretty huge feat. You got both ends um, of the spectrum, right? You know, there's lots of competition for that. <laughs> walk having, yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, yeah, and then the the yeah the the best driver award was unexpected. Like I thought for sure. Is it? I mean, someone's got to beat They just giving right? it to Matt, even though he only showed up to one event. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is, do you have to build a new trophy cabinet at this point? Because, you know, they must be running out of rape, like space on the shelf. It's a good problem yeah, to have. I, I, yeah, my shelf is overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we mentioned Matt Vasquez very briefly there. Before we kind of get mm-hmm. on to the list of questions and, of course, the episode itself, uh, I do want to talk briefly about your very first fight of the season. Uh, facing Matt and accidental Whiplash. segue. That was really good. Well done. Do you know what, we're so yeah, good at this. That's great. I mean, well it's top you, quality podcasting there. It really was. Um, <laughs> obviously, you two are very good friends. You, you traveled up together for Havoc yeah. last year at some point, didn't you? Um, how was it like fighting yeah. Matt at, at 250 scale? Um, I mean, like, uh, his heavyweight is way better and you know, he has way more practice with it than. Uh, his three pounds, so I was, I was pretty scared. And then, um, you know, Night Catter's not quite links yet. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I thought we were, you know, coming in with a disadvantage, and I thought we were just going to get, you know, um, just manhandled. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just that's amazing. Um, but unfortunately, they had some brushless issues. Uh, they're still like trying to get the the tune right with their new drive and weapon uh motors so uh i think that really played a factor in this match unfortunately yeah they might have um, had trouble with a vesker three uh yeah this I mean, season i mean there was one that was forcibly ripped out afterwards as well yeah didn't, didn't yeah that matters. one definitely had issues with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh yeah i'm still like really happy that we got the win uh i got some like really solid hits on them the last hit, you know, against oh. when you pushed him across the arena into the screws, that like Sensational. buckled the whole chassis because yeah. we hit like the cross member in the back, and that kind of keeps the whole thing square. 
So (laughs) to repair that chassis, they had to uh, like cut up the whole back section and then replace it with a new section of aluminum um, because they weren't able to bend it back. It must have felt pretty like confidence building going into that and having the result you did because like, you know, Whiplash Mm -hmm. are, you know, as you said, they're spectacular. They always tend to be there or thereabouts and to have a fight like that where you, you, destroy them like in, in no uncertain terms you must have been like like okay mad cat is here for this year <laughs> yeah um i mean the i didn't watch the fight back uh like during the event much i think maybe only once but watching back on tv i really wish our our front new front end uh attachments worked a whole lot better than they did it seemed mm. like they're really like, kind of hindering us and um i mean yeah whiplash's front was like super super sharp so they're getting hung up, hung up on a lot of stuff um but yeah ours weren't really getting under them either so uh i think for next year that's something that needs to be improved um yeah for sure yeah well as i said we have got a number of listener questions this year for yourself and this week sorry for yourself and of course mad Catter as a as a team we'll start off with one from johnny from team stamina uh a competitor at Norwalk Havoc, a regular Norwalk Havoc, uh, mm-hmm. who asks, is Lynx going to be going for its third Golden Brett at NHRL this year? Which events are you planning to go to so he can avoid, so he knows which ones to avoid? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He's the one that beat me, though. Right? Yeah, with... Uh, BattleBots is kind of uh, up in there right now as far as the, the filming dates. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure when I'm going to be able to make it to Norwalk Havoc. Um, I was thinking after the event, so that would possibly leave only like September. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure yet. But I, I would like to come back and compete with Blinks um, just to get it qualified. And then I'd also like to bring back a, a, a better, a bigger, better uh, mixtape. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, as as <laughs> would we all. I mean, like that robot it, was just so. kind of thrown together after the first version with the fan and the and the duct and stuff didn't <laughs> quite pan out. Um, so I just wanted a, a flamethrower robot that would, you know, shoot fire reliably oh, yeah. and kind of do nothing else. Um, it, 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 it did out it very well. <laughs> a decent robot <laughs> for sure. Um, I, I never expected it to win. Like the first time out uh, at Norwalk with mixtape, I won one fight and lost two. So. I mean, that's what I was expecting for uh, when I came back. Um, you know, maybe win one fight, probably definitely lose two. Um, but yeah, going, I think I did like seven fights that day with mixtape. That's, that's that crazy. was just that's beyond crazy. my uh, imagination of like how far it could go. Um, if if you had to fight yourself at some point, if they both let's say mm-hmm. hypothetically in they both qualify for the finals, they're the last two going. You know, you've 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 won every single fight with both of them. Mm-hmm. Which do you choose to drive? <laughs> hmm. Uh, probably, probably links. Hmm. Just because I feel like mixtape is a pretty easy robot to drive. You just kind of do the the thing where you just sit in the middle of the arena and spin. Mm. Um, and then the Jake, you were in the middle of the arena. You could pretty much reach wall, like all the way to the wall. So um, you don't really need to like, you know, get close or anything. 
being in the flame, you know, two feet away from mixtape is <laughs> the same as being in the flame, you know, yeah. an inch away from mixtape. So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, it's kind the, of driving, the driving bike. challenge is, is higher with with links, basically. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, with mixtape, you just gotta kill it quick, and then yeah. uh, before it before it gets a before it gets time to to heat up. Yeah. <laughs> um, like basically with, with mixtape for the first like minute it's not doing anything because just all the heat's getting absorbed and you know things are getting up to temperature but not quite like melting yet mm. so for the first like full minute of a match with mixtape i'm just like losing <laughs> and then um like after the minute it's like a minute 30 where i run out of fuel that's like when stuff starts to happen and things start to melt um, and then after a minute 30, if the fight's still going, then I don't have any gas left and <laughs> I'm back to losing. So. <laughs> There's a sweet point <laughs> in the middle. A, a, a nice little window. Fight. Yeah. You've got a, yeah, a nice little window in the middle window there. Where I can win a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve, do you want to take the next one? I will. Uh, so Razor259 on YouTube asks, and we kind of sort of touched on it earlier with, uh, with Matt's uh, experience driving a three as compared to driving a 250. Uh, how often do you practice driving and how would you compare driving a three pound robot to a 250 pound robot for someone who hasn't? Yeah. So during the, the build season, we'll try to get a, a robot, you know, up and running and, and driving as soon as possible. Um, obviously that's harder to do if we're doing like a full rebuild versus um, a year where we're just kind of, you know, making some small improvements. Um, but yeah, we'll usually try, driving the robot um like every weekend mm-hmm. i mean for a few months coming up to the event um so i do get some driving practice but you know the, the surface isn't uh exactly the same as the battle box arena floor yeah. so like driving on concrete it's way more zippy and snappy and you know it, it gets just gets a lot more grip on concrete than it does on the battle box arena Mm-hmm. So those driving dynamics don't quite, you know, exactly transfer over one-to-one, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe somebody will crack that formula someday <laughs> and they can just, just yeah, so pass actually, around a piece of the floor. <laughs> Try it out. Actually, uh, what Aaron does with Tantrum is he adds just enough magnets to that. Uh, so where the friction coefficient with the ballot box arena is the same as driving on concrete. He's a clever so, man, isn't he? That, that, that is yeah, so all his driving <laughs> practice silly. carries over. Um, that's so pretty good. sweet. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, driving my cutter is just a lot more sluggish. You you feel that 250 pounds behind the 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 weight of the robot, and yeah, it takes longer for it to stop and longer for it to accelerate. And um, when you turn it, it tends to overturn because it has all that rotational momentum keeping it turning once you've initiated. So it's definitely a different uh, beast when it comes to driving. Absolutely. It's, it's the way I've described it before is kind of like having driven similar scale machines, just like, you know, one's a lot more floaty than the other one. Like the heavyweights are way floatier than the kind of precise, yeah. more, you know, yeah. more nimble beetles. And, and you really need to yeah, think about like where you're boat. going. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's very, very, yeah, like, that's a great way of putting like, it. You turn the wheel <laughs> yeah. and then it kind of steals, goes straight for a little while and then it starts turning. And then to stop the turn, you got to like, stop turning, you know, mm-hmm. well before you want to actually go straight. 100%. It's, yeah. it's, it's so, it's kind of surreal, but it kind of, it's it, all that, you can almost feel it going, going, going. You've got to kind of 
hold it. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, and then it's, that anticipation where you know, like it's going to get to where you want it to be, but you don't want to, you know, overshoot. oversteer or, or yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, Jevin. Yeah, Darren Catalane on YouTube asks, "How do you make Link so successful? And do you have any tips for builders who want to achieve a similar level of success? Or, as Henry Strang put it on Discord, how do Beetle good?" <laughs> 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 so with links i mean i the first version was you know not great it had the same you know similar proportions and everything had four wheel drive you know had the same shape dimension like egg beater but um <clears throat> just through competitions and through trial and error you see what's what breaks and what's hard to work on and um you know you you look at other builders robots and see how they build things um and you just implement those improvements into your robot slowly and but surely and uh so if you're not like going to an event trying to figure out you know what's what can be approved on your robot um i feel like that's a uh easy way to kind of stagnate um so yeah just keep making those small improvements um wherever you can and it all adds up uh, to make a, a really solid robot so i think yeah anyone can do that with any robot of theirs and and do really well it's it's always looking for like the the weakest area of the machine right like you, you can yeah. it's all well and good you know saying okay i've got this massive strength in say the weapon for example i can hit really mm -hmm. hard but like eventually like someone will figure out how to stop that and then you got to figure out well actually what else can I do to improve it? It's, it's no good having yeah. a, a big weapon and no drive power and no, you know, grip or anything like that. It's it's all just yeah, incremental things. What makes Links unique is that it's I've designed it to make or to be a control bot as far as its drivetrain goes with a weapon. Um, so it's like Claw Viper with an egg beater. It's terrifying. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like I have um the like the drive motors on links are they have 22 millimeter stator or like a 28 millimeter od um but that's kind of the it's it'd probably be like the bare minimum for a 12 pounder robot uh, but i have it in a three and then i've um uh, you know incrementally through trial and error beefed up the drivetrain so that you know i don't get any more broken gears and my gearboxes and the belts have big enough teeth to where they don't strip. Um, and then, yeah, so I've, I've dedicated a lot of weight to the drivetrain and, um, and the weapons basically stayed the same for a long time. I've used the same motor. Um, but yeah, I think the drive is really where, where it like shines. Yeah, so it really the, the the true answer is is build something, go to an event, lose, and then iterate and get it better. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that, that's yeah. really the that's really the way forward for any robot yeah. competition. Really, because you're gonna. I it, mean, it's, it, <laughs> go ahead. Oh yeah, you don't have to lose either. Like, you you well, break I mean, uh, plenty of things winning too. <laughs> oh, of course, uh, absolutely. <laughs> Steve, you've yeah, been doing just, this all wrong. Just compete. I know. Well, that, I mean, just compete is, is, <laughs> is a good way of putting it. Yeah, I've had one good event <laughs> of like six. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get back to you when I've had a good one. <laughs> There's always time. It's one in three weeks, Jeffrey. You'll be fine. I swear, I fell backwards <laughs> into that victories. Those victories, though. But hey, it's whatever. Um, Commodore. 
Z or Z on Twitter asks, it feels like we've seen a lot of different variations of Gassy Cat supporting Mad Catter. How many variations or versions of Gassy Cat have there been over the years? Let's see. So the first version of the Gassy Cat was a D2 kit with a flamethrower like duct taped on top. Love that. Um, I love that. <laughs> yeah, and that one worked great. We got, I think we, when we fought Battlesaw, um, a big like ring spinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got a nice hit on the on the gas tank because it was on top, and then it just exploded in a nice big poof fireball. <laughs> um, so we've been wanting to recreate that like ever since. Um, but um, yeah, so like since since then, Gassy Cat has. Um, I mean, since we have our sponsorship with Bot Kits, um, we've always wanted to make Gassy Cat look like a D two kit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, we still use the D2 kit motors and wheels, um, but we'll we'll 3D print a TPU chassis for it that has a flamethrower, you know, fit in between the the motors, and we'll stick a D2 wedge on it and a bucket sticker. And um, the paint job that Katie puts on it is always really cool. Uh, and this year, it's like a a cat with a gas mask on it. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Uh, you can pretty see in the, in the in the um, that like infomercial that uh, Lisa does with yes. the mini bots. Yes. She's holding it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's great. <laughs> I think Mad Cat's artwork in, in general for over the last few years has been incredible. Like every year, it just gets slightly more bananas. I yeah, mean, this, this, I mean, look at this year's. It's, it's uh, I know, uh, like the eyes on the on the pontoons this year is they're just so crazy, and it looks even better stuff. up close, of course. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, bad, isn't it? Like looking in the bowls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Looking uh, in the deep space. Yes. Yeah. It's seen some oh, things. But, yeah, we also made a another mini bot this year. I think we called it. Uh, shoot, what was it? Crazy Cat or something. But um, it was just one of my mixtape modules that. Okay, so I took the the nozzle for mixtape and then I made a, a self-contained unit um, that just bolts onto a butane can and then sold that to other teams this year on BattleBots. <laughs> so <Very good. laughs> the goal of having more fire on BattleBots um, and you know everyone wants to have fire but it's always like an it's very very low on the priority list so I just sold a kit that people could like zip tie onto the robot and call there you it a day. Um, <laughs> Doesn't hurt, does it? At the end of the day. So, yeah, I, I sold quite a few of them, um, but they are kind of big, so it's kind of hard to, to fit on a robot without, the, you know, like hindering your self-riding ability and stuff. Mm. Um, but I think it only weighed like one and a half pounds, so you could pretty much find a spot, or you could find weight for it on. That's, all, that's always decorative, you know. That's always decorative weight, right? right? So you can, yeah. you may as well. well that was the goal with it. <laughs> Just make a you know very minimal flamethrower, um, but basically, so we, we made one mini bot where we just stuck one of those in between two wheels, and uh, she's that because it weighed like I think overall it weighed like three pounds. Uh, Incredible. <laughs> so we could throw it in whenever we wanted to have fire just for fun. And so they should. Uh, Steve. Ah uh, yes. Uh, so Sensei Solo on Twitter. Uh, on a scale of one to Martin Mason, how chaotic would a heavyweight mixtape be? 
I mean, with BattleBots rules, heavyweight mixtape would just be worse gruff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, 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 um, I saw or, or this worse, question when I was, worse, when I was compiling uh, that. Free shipping. I saw this question uh-huh. when I was compiling them, and I thought, it's just gruff, isn't it? That's just what it yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I, th- I think gruff and free shipping have flamethrowers down enough to where we don't need a mixtape. And I don't think having a, a mixtape heavyweight would do anything better than them. But what um, if, though? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Like, if, if, yeah, BattleBots allowed like a 20 foot flamethrower, yeah. then. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, but <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that's outside that box that they draw in the <laughs> yeah. just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like as is, like basically, mixtape is a heavyweight flamethrower in a beetle weight. Yeah. So that's the only reason why it's like so crazy and so amazing is because of the scale. Yeah, it doesn't quite scale up. Yeah, imagine that. That I mean, what scale would you have to go to? What size flamethrower would you have to go to? <laughs> yeah, to have it scale up to be a heavy. Well, it would be a heavyweight, and it'd be like a gigabot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Flamethrower, like something. Yeah, I'd have to like actually uh, like spew like Transformers level gasoline or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just call up Airbus. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Well, next question follows on quite nicely from that, which is from ominous team captain Tim Bowens, who asks. Is there such thing as too much fire? Uh, I don't think so. No, you can <laughs> always add more. It makes <laughs> things better. It's <laughs> Actually, definitely, definitely. During a fight, it's really shit. hard to see where yeah. your robot is and where the opponent is because the, the fire is so bright and it's it's kind of pretty opaque as far as like seeing through it goes. So, like, it's hard to tell if the robot, like my opponent, it's still like you know like in the fire or if they've like managed to escape and they're around the back but i'm just like my Sp- eyes are still it this way, you are know? still yeah. like uh not focused but like um exposed to the fire so i can't see anything around it because it's just all black and dark right <laughs> um so yeah it's a it's a interesting robot to, to fight with because you, you hardly know what's going on yourself <laughs> more chaos well We'll have more, yeah. some more questions from listeners later on, but in the meantime, we have got an, a, quite an episode to get through You're this week. You're not kidding. There's just so many great fights, so I hope we're all kind of strapped in and ready to go with this one, because first things first, Minotaur and free shipping started things off. We mentioned a lot of fiery robots already. Here's yeah. one of them. Um, <clears throat> and Gary with the box rush. Yeah. As he does. Yeah, and this I'll be honest, great fight. it was really good. I was, yeah, like, the, it was the, really the, good. The results is what I expected, but the yeah. journey there was better the than journey I thought there it was, was excellent. Yeah, it was yes. so Robo Games. <laughs> yeah. This is, I know that this isn't everyone's free shipping. Like it's it's a ver- version of um, Original Sin, but <laughs> if this is what's going to be on the Robo Games scene soon, then I'm I'm all for it. Like mm-hmm. this is this is going to be very cool to watch and. A decent competitor, like this version of free shipping, is way more durable than the like previous for you. Mm-hmm. It, it held up against Minotaur against all odds, like it kept going for a long old time in there, and had them on the I would say on the ropes at one point, kind of in the corner, really really just a punch yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, Very serious impressive. contender. And I will say, I think the, my favorite bit of this whole fight was when. 
it, it was a Minotaur moment actually when the Minotaur team fired the pulverizer and just pulled free shipping down onto Minotaur's drum. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. <laughs> you know, really clever tactics from them as well. It was just a really nice little fight. You know, as I said, the, the result was as I expected, but the way we got there was brilliant. You know, mm. free shipping took a lot of hits. We lost, you saw it lose a wheel eventually, but those those wheels must be made of an obtaining or something because they just they weren't coming off after several hits. And yeah, fair play. I mean, it was a marked improvement from what we've seen in previous seasons from free shipping. Yeah. Yeah, well, you it say that it's like the balance of the robot good so that yeah. he can still drive on, you know, like just the back wheels or something like, whereas like we've seen it drive on one, vert, like if you <laughs> yeah. lose the front wheel, like that's all where all your weight is and mm-hmm. you're kind of doomed after that. Um, so, yeah, they, they do a good job of keeping the spirit of free shipping. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. And one um, on one at the minute. I mean, that's it's better than free shipping has been doing and you know, against this, this you've got to think is their hard match out of the four. If you've got your hard match, your easy match, and then your two level pegging, then this is your hard one. And he he made it look fun, and he made it look like he stood a chance in it. So it's it's a pretty strong loss, I would say. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if if you're thinking of tournament potential consequences, you know, at the moment, I'd say free shipping are kind of in that. Oh, maybe. 10 to 25 area maybe mm. like it's not yeah, doing maybe. you know it did well against gigabyte it, it had a good show against minotaur i think minotaur is gonna be right towards the top yeah. <laughs> from what we've seen so far it's just been incredibly yeah. impressive and daniel freitas just seems like he's on a mission like he's he's just <laughs> the the way that he was driving in this fight as well like you know the, the kind of the did the gyro that like flip and then sort of caught him in there and thought now nah, just go back the other way and i mean you've got to imagine that he's gunning hard for these first two wins because the next two, not to steal the thunder of Steve here, but Cobalt and Witch Doctor to come is a tough lineup for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, they they had to get this win as well as the previous, otherwise they're looking a little bit ropey if they don't get the other two. You know? Yeah, their their prospects look grim if they don't, you know, do what they need to do in these first couple of fights. And then from there you know, hope to hopefully keep taking care of business because that's a tough that's a tough two bots to draw in a row. Uh, so I don't I don't envy them. But you know what? They might be up to the task. We will have to see. Uh, but this is a this is a marked improvement over the last free shipping that we saw. Uh, it's very impressive to see how much of a beating he can take. I feel like we've always known that. Uh, but there's less things to break on this one. Uh, mm. There's less superfluous design choices. And it can run upside <laughs> on this down. One. This, this one can run upside down. That's that's what well, that's true. Uh, I I will miss the the possibility of having a forklift flail. Uh, but after that, you know, it's it, it's a very it's a very impressive bot, and it's I'm, I'm looking forward to his Robo Games appearances. I am upset that it landed on that hexed area of the arena where things just go to die. <laughs> and, um, and, and sure enough, it did again. That yep. like another death in that corner. And the I think. Because one of the wheels was definitely spinning. I don't think all of them yeah. were. And I think the no, one that no, was no, no. spinning was the one that had the, the tire kind of go on it. So yeah. it, it was struggling, to say the least. And so. free shipping was not necessarily flat anymore. No. Uh, so any 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 tweak in your frame, uh, any tweak in your frame, especially in that spot, just seems to be just a mix for a, a very unhap- unhappy recipe for a disaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, hey. Well, we've mentioned Minotaur's upcoming fights. Who are free shipping, Steve? Yeah. So yeah, so so Minotaur's got a fight currently undefeated Cobalt, and then we have free shipping going up against Hydra, but it's not Hydra's next fight. So Hydra currently currently sitting at 
uh, one and O. Oh, so we mm -hmm. still have to wait and see their fight against Tantrum, which is the rematch of the century mm. uh, currently being billed. So we will see how that goes. Uh, and, then after, and then after that, who knows? Who knows indeed. Fight number two for this week. Well, well, well. It's another great fight. Honestly. It really is. This is it, this it was, was so awesome to see live. It was <laughs> yeah. it was either it was either this one or a fight coming up later on, which we'll we'll talk about later, which was the best fight of the episode. But like, mm -hmm. if this is not the best fight of the episode, then you know you've had a good episode, right? And is I think this was one of the best driving performances, not necessarily one of the best fights because it was so one sided. Mm -hmm. I know it was. Uh, Claw Viper, what what PEDs have that has that been taking this year? Because it was just like the um, right ones. Yeah, some serious serious juice has got into that robot, and it's just unbelievable to watch. Yeah, this was. Yeah, so he has the same drive motors as you know all the other years, but it just has more magnets now, so that it mm. performs like his other like twelve pound robot. That I was going to ask Calvin, you know, watching this fight, you must have been like thinking, oh, I would love to have a drive of Claw Viper. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like it's right up your street. Like, it's the way that it was moving around was like, oh, do you know what? That's yeah, pretty it's special. Like, yeah, it, the physics, of, it we've really always said that the physics things. of uh, a beetle weight don't scale up. And then you watch this sort of thing and go, oh, well, maybe, kind of. Because <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, drives so, so like a beetle. Yeah, unfortunately, um, so he, he's using the Brazil tires, you know, just a, a smaller diameter. Um, but he was burning through one set, like, every match. So, like, if he celebrates after the fight or, you know, does too much of a, um, of a you know, show, well, the, you know, <laughs> how they, the show before the, before the fight starts, like, he, uh, he's running a risk of just, beaching himself on his own <laughs> robot because he's so, running so many magnets too like th that's even more the fact that like you can't file your wheels down to nothing uh there's no yeah. there's no give there right yeah so it's um it's a very fine line that he's running so um it's yeah but it's crazy to see this fight you know against yeah. robot you know robots Andy. no slouch the their weapon does not stop spinning like even when they're getting picked up, they're they're still spinning full speed, and he's just going in for the grab. It's, well, yeah, it was awesome to see. The we, wall found out. I was going to say we saw <laughs> that from from the arena itself. I mean, there was the big chunk taken out from the driver kind of standing booth, mm -hmm. which is like a nice little cut in that in there. And then it's the second one, which kind of makes you like kind of go ooh because again, <laughs> all, the, all the glass, all the glass is just shattered by. Oh, yeah. and I'm like. Uh, has that yeah, gone production through? stopped for about half an hour. Um, yeah, while they, while they fixed that, and uh, yeah, it was it was incredible to see. This was one of the uh, the best nights of robot combat fights, um, and you know, th this was I think second fight out of the mm -hmm. evening. It was mm -hmm. yeah. This came after um, a fight I think we'll see next week, uh, but yeah, this this was fantastic, and uh, even. After this, this is where we went and spoke to um, our, our dear friend Mike Jeffries. Mike mm -hmm. Jeffries, not, not Jeff Jeffries, not Jeff Jeffries. <laughs> um, and uh, even he said that's one of the best fights I've ever seen. Like mm -hmm. it, it was incredible. And that was at the start of that night where we've seen some other stuff. Hmm. As for Ribot, hmm. 
bit of a mountain to climb for I those guys. A little bit too. of soul searching happening right now with with this bot. Well, uh, they've got what Jack, do they do? They've got Jackpot next, mm-hmm. who have only had one fight so far, but struggled in that fight. I think they fight uh, Rotator next week. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's their fourth fight, Ribot? Uh, Ribot's fourth fight would be uh, Scorpius. Mm. It's not easy because, like Scorpius, mm. as we said, has, has now got an answer for a vertical, and also we know it eats horizontals for breakfast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the concerning thing is that this was probably their easy fight, mm-hmm. and they uh, they didn't win it by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a big ask for now for Ribot. I feel like they, they they need to. I don't know what they're going to do because the next two fights are, are tough, and it's really going to be a, an interesting challenge to see how they deal with that, but. Mm. Yeah, as you said, Steve, a bit of soul searching to be done for them. Yeah, it's it's almost like they're going through like a Lockjaw style season where like Lockjaw was a top four robot. I think it was 2018. And then the following mm-hmm. year, it just all went to poop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, it's just, you know, it's it's trying to climb back up the mountain again. I think that I, I think they'll find their way. No, they need too. to get they need to get one win to really make an argument uh, to creep into the lower, lower, lower end of the top 32. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're definitely not going to scratching for a top four spot this oh. time it's going it's going completely it's going completely ass backwards this time um but i mean that's that, that, that's what happens sometimes at these events it's, it doesn't always go to plan and yeah. you'll have you'll have fights like this that you think you're supposed to win going in and then you end up with one of the best claw vipers we've ever seen uh, i think this is where the um the, the like knowing the matches ahead of time thing helps out with um from an audience perspective especially knowing that we know who they've got. They've not been given easy fights because they're struggling, and and so they, so they shouldn't really because it's mm-hmm. a sport, and you get who you get, and they've just got to try and make the best of that situation. So, mm-hmm. it's de- it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they recover because you know we've seen they can do it before. They did really well in Golden Bolt after kind of struggling with uh, Hydra in that round of thirty two fight last year. So. Time to dig deep again for the Ribot team. Uh, we went to yeah. they fighting Jackpot next. Who has Claw Viper yes. got next, Steve? Yeah, so Ribot has Jackpot next, and Jackpot currently 0-1, but it's not Jackpot's next fight. This is when things start mm-hmm. to get a little fuzzy. So Claw Viper, <laughs> Claw Viper's next fight, I believe, is against Overhaul, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Grab a bot uh, nation. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be that'll be quite a tasty, uh, twist, tasty morsel for the future. Uh, I think that's two episodes in the future, so we'll we'll oh, we'll be getting that fight soon. Ooh. Uh, so I, I I look forward to seeing how uh, how Claw Viper goes up against probably one of the uh, the oldest of the the new guard. I know that was one of the one of the bots that has been around since you know since the show came back. So it's yeah. it, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be fun to see how uh, how far you know grabbers have come since uh, since the show came back. And I think we're already kind of starting to see it. Uh, but this might be a formality of what's to come. Who knows? Maybe overhaul shocks the world and and puts this Claw Viper back in its place. But we'll see. We will see. Fight three. We mentioned Sawblaze a little bit. Lockjaw and Saw. Well, we mentioned Lockjaw as well. To be fair, Lockjaw and Sawblaze. Mm-hmm. Lockjaw with no frills attached. This was such a strange look for Lockjaw. <laughs> it looked naked. <laughs> it didn't look right, did it? It just didn't look it, like. It, where's, where's it looks green? naked because any of his bots have things sticking out. Tazbot has things sticking out all over. Lockjaw or Lockjaw usually does. Dissector has forks and th- like 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 jaws and and attachments and all kinds of stuff stuff out the back where is all the stuff that's usually on this well, robot say in in this picture that's on the screen for those who can't see it's the the 
promo image of the um of so, so like this the, season the, with the those chicken, new chicken feet things. Yeah. yeah. Images, they yeah. would have been quite good in this fight, maybe? Well, who knows? Did he overthink himself? Did he think JMO's got the ground game and I might as well not even run ground I've, game? Because I think I think that happens to people. That's got to be the only thing in my mind. Like, surely he must have thought, okay, Sawblaze is going to be under me anyway. It doesn't really matter. Why don't I just have no ground clearance? I just hit him with the weapon instead. Give him less to hit. Do like the Victor Soto. Yeah. Let me let me give him less to take off my bot. Yeah, what we learned in the Sawblaze fight is that, like, well, first our ground game sucks, but it also... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, we know Calvin. Yeah, it we also, know. <laughs> it, it's also really nice to be able to to monster truck over and out of his forks. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, Lockjaw has those big kind of monster truck wheels, and I think the maybe the goal was to get as much ground clearance as much um, out of the way so they could escape Sawblaze when he inevitably inevitably does scoop you up. Mm -hmm. And Sawblaze did do that, and it did scoop up Lockjaw, delivered a beautiful hit underneath the, the robot. We, we kind of saw it turn it over and hit that kind of thinner skin on the bottom. Uh, we saw Sawblaze destroy uh, <laughs> Screwjob. Yeah. <laughs> With the revert, like the, it kind of did the same thing they did to Gassy Cat last year, like, yeah. up and, and used the vert. Like, it was, oh, so cruel. Uh, obviously, didn't watch uh, the, the. Lockjaw took out the weapon. Yes, well, this, is, this is true. Had this fight going longer and Lockjaw does not get beached on the on the spike strip, it's possible that this fight, you know, goes a different way. Maybe Lockjaw finds a way to get behind him and because he's because he doesn't have that that scary that scary blade anymore. I mean he could still clamp him and drive him, but there's that that kill factor that's missing. Plus the uh burning through wheels issue that Sawblaze has been facing this season, you mm -hmm. know. Flamethrower's think... gone too. Chew that up early. Yeah. I will say one of the wheels of Lockjaw was locked, so the, the, like that that initial hit in the bottom uh, kind of I think killed one of the drive motors or something because there is a a shot later in the replays where you can kind of see the three wheels are driving but one of them is locked in place. I think that's just, where when they got well, they stuck, couldn't, they it couldn't was get one down of the wheels couldn't mm -hmm, couldn't Correct. get them down. Mm -hmm. So it was... and it's such an unlucky hit too. It's a hit off of Sawblaze's front that mm. puts them up on the spike strip and and in such a way where the one wheel. One of the wheels that is not each wheel that is not working is off the, is is on the ground, but the ones that are are you know just kind of kicking the air or the one that's working. I, I mean, Lockjaw. It's clear Lockjaw's hurting pretty bad after this after this fight. Uh, but it's I so think, uh, Yeah, I know. I think I I think JMO's feeling pretty good about getting out of that one because uh, that could have gone completely the other way. Had it gone, it, it might have gone completely the other way. Have the fight you know continue you never know uh we'll, we'll never know because lockjaw gets beached but that's you know maybe that's my fanboyism coming out but you know i like to think he had a chance <laughs> i mean calvin you have first-hand experience fighting sword blades like is checking there's anything that they could have done differently to maybe steer the fight in the other direction i don't remember what happened to the weapon mm -hmm. um but uh yeah lockjaw is really good this year mm -hmm. um so I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're solid every year, but, um, yeah, this year they, well, they're, they're a fight they're of yours on, on the, I'll say they're a fight of yours on the horizon. Isn't I was mm -hmm. going to say, yeah. We take, maybe taking a few notes of this fight as well. Maybe see what, what weaknesses you could find. Uh, I don't remember if I saw this one. It might've been like after our fight. So we were like taking out batteries or something, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't remember seeing this fight live. 
Fair enough. Do you take the strategy of like, uh, I know we talked to Diana a few weeks ago from Scorpios, and do you just take the idea of him just burning his whole bot up and just try to yeah, try to last the three minutes? You know, <laughs> if you can't break him, let him break himself <laughs> over time. Yeah, but Lockjaw hits really hard too. <laughs> this, is true. this is true. So not only do you, not only do you have to let him burn up, you also have to avoid the hits he gives out. So I mean, that's that's yeah. that's kind of a, just a, a staple robot. of the combat. Oh, oh like, yeah, all around. Absolutely. Um, Steve. Yes. Who have these two got next? Well, it's not the next fight of Scorpios, but they have Scorpios. Uh, Scorpios still has to get through one bot still, but we'll we'll get to see the fabled Saul versus Saul Hammer Saul versus Hammer Saul fight. Possibly. Uh, I know that we've talked with Diana about Scorpios as many attachments. We will see if they go Saul v Saul or if they go a completely different direction. Uh, we will see. Uh, and then Lockjaw has currently 0-1 Glitch. Uh, so that's going to be a, a tasty morsel going forward. Glitch mm. looking to kind of get back on track after getting completely manhandled by Riptide early on in that fight. Mm. So this, this is a... Hopefully the bot will be ready uh i know that they <laughs> were very much uh similar to the previous season of trying to get this bot into the arena and making sure it's ready to go so uh if you're going up against lockjaw you better you better be ready so we'll see we will fight four oh, this is like a, a strange draw for i mean Glenn. it's it's like a, a dream fight for me i love both of these robots they're both yeah. incredible to <laughs> yeah. they're so different as well yeah, that's, that's the beautiful couldn't thing. Couldn't be more them. different. They really couldn't be, you know. Huge is this gargantuan, you know, awkward beast of a robot, and then Blip is kind of your compact, just this tiny little thing. Yeah, it's just it's spectacular with its Zorro mascot as well, which is which is yeah. <laughs> um, interesting as well that Huge didn't use the Tegris wheels. I mm. thought because I think it's mostly just for for softer landings and because they if if Blip drives at them. Like more likely to flex rather than the Tegra soldiers are more solid. Absolutely, I think that's uh, kind that, of the that has to be a hundred percent the reason why they went with the softer the softer wheels. Uh, I I believe they were seriously concerned with with having trouble uh, when they if landing hard. Uh, I mean, because I mean their wheels they're still on axles. That's mm -hmm. a lot of stress on that one spot on the robot. Mm -hmm. So having something that's compliant against the flipper is an advantage if you can. You know, if you can put it into your and your Blip bot. did get some flips in, which we it were kind did, of big time. Yeah, that was really surprising. Like, we all, did a great you can flip huge mm. if you try. It was interesting because, like, we were all kind of saying, okay, that we, we said that when Blip had its, you know, we would talk about its next fight against huge. It's just like it's a terrible draw. It's a terrible, terrible draw because what's the point of trying to flip it? Because where do you flip? Well, as it turns out, if you just fire it at the at the wheels, you can do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. as we saw. So you don't you don't need massive bike cracks. It's fine. <laughs> we'll never forget the bike crack. Though to be mm -hmm. fair, Blip didn't win, so maybe you do. Who knows? Well, I was but... I was going to say there must have been some. I, we'll have to ask Aaron at some point this season, but I'm sure there must have been some temptation to do something, you know, dastardly and pull up, put a, you know, just try something different. But they're not they're, yeah. they're not that way, are they? They're not that Sam. Way. No. You remember we told you the story how the first session we saw the first <laughs> fight was an unstick. This is the first fight of the second session. No, this yep. was the first fight of the fourth session, fourth right. and it's once again an unstick. The only yeah. session that so far hadn't had an unstick in the first fight was session three, and uh, yeah, that it's just a little bit cursed. But uh, yeah, we we were very nearly late for this, um, yes, because we were trying to sort out. I can't remember what we were trying to sort out, or did we get stuck in traffic or something? Was this me trying to sort out the rent car? I think no, that was that was the morning. That was the day previous. 
That was the yeah, morning. Was. On that this. was the, yeah, this the was day previous. That was yeah. No, right. it was that. It was this morning, but yes, this is the afternoon or the evening session. Yes, because I had gone. I had left to go yeah. get the car after the first session. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what a mess. Incredible. But yeah, we we got it. This was the first fight of the best night of robot combat, and um, yeah, it was a it was another a great another with. great fight. I mean, Blip was <sighs> Blip was winning until yeah. there's. It's not the big. I call it the the axe in the head hit because that's not that's what it looked like it was it was quite visceral that hit was it but there was a hit before that where blips flipper doesn't quite reset and it's kind of just yeah. up a little and bit we like... hadn't we'd missed that in the stands mm. it looked like the blip was flipping before the unstick and wasn't mm. flipping afterwards they were like ah, oh, is it broken as they've tried to unstick it no it hasn't it was it was done in before that mm. and um i'm pleased because it means that we don't have to blame an unstick for more damage, which is good. No controversy here. No. No. And we got to see Trey Cam, which was fun. Yes, we did. <laughs> Trey, Trey walk. I mean, first of all, it's always funny just watching Trey walk in with just with the crowbar, like menacingly towards the robot. And just kind of go like, yeah, <laughs> that's just what he yeah. does. What have you guys done? <laughs> and sigh. But you've got to you've got to think. So we had unstick on this fight, followed by the claw viper ribot incident, where they had to fix arena damage. It's just like, oh man. He's probably fed up at the end of that evening, wasn't he? Yeah. The, yeah, the nerves yeah. are starting to go. Like, are we going to get our number of fights in on the day? Yep. Are we going to have to. As it turns out, we did. Uh, um, we stayed remarkably on schedule, I got to say, throughout the entirety of filming. Uh, there were very few incidents that, that uh, really put us in jeopardy of, yeah. you know, not getting the amount of fights that were, that were in. I mean, there was, there was a few incidents where we got a little <laughs> tentative, uh, scared, mm. but, you know, happy that production, you know, kept things going. Any Pretty complaints well. for the decision? I mean, I think personally the, the damage was so. was correct. I just kind of built up over the course of the fight. It was it was Blip's fight until the, the flipper was stopped, and then after that point, it's kind of what what can it do apart from break the weapon, mm-hmm. which doesn't seem to be happening at all for I think, this year. Yeah, I think Blip won on control and aggression, but at the point of where Huge is undamaged and Blip has one full system down, yeah. You can, and you can't even split the point. Uh, you can't even give Blip all of the points for control and aggression because Huge nope. was aggressive enough to get the hits in. So, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, you're you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah, 100%. and that's the, that's that's the thing about going into a fight with uh, with a bot that doesn't have a, a supremely damaging weapon. You really have to dominate completely, yeah. uh, and or or perhaps have the robot that you're fighting land awkwardly, or you know, end up with hazard damage, or what, what whatever the case. Because uh, it's it's fighting an uphill battle automatically. Uh, I will say, speaking of nerves of steel, uh, <laughs> what that... on earth is Aaron Hill on that he doesn't <laughs> flinch when something flies directly in his head? <laughs> Didn't even blink, did he? He was just like, Not no, at all. <laughs> just total locked in. I'd have been halfway across the box. Um, <laughs> stop running away! Or stop chasing me! That was uh, that's <laughs> yeah, great. There were so many good bits in this in this fight. Um, yeah, that, that that shot of Aaron just like fully zoned in was like, yeah, do you know what this guy? He's he's a serious bloke, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Steve. Yes. Who's next? Fights. These two. So huge goes up against Fusion, but we're about to see Fusion. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, uh, would it be one and O Fusion? I think mm-hmm. they won yeah. their first fight. Yes, they did win their first fights. It's already starting to get fuzzy to me. Uh, and oh, then no. Blip is <laughs> Blip is going up against Tantrum, so we're gonna have the seems reasonable brawl uh, finally. 
Uh, we almost got it last year had they gone all the way to the end. That would have been very curious, uh, but it didn't it didn't happen. So production has given us a gift to see what would have happened. Well, I've got to, well. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing that they've had these two bots fight, but the Wyachis haven't fought yet. Mm. Sus. I think it seems reasonable. It's one of the few teams where they actually like want to fight each other. Right. Um, <laughs> well, they're, you know, yeah. I think D Dylan and Aaron were good friends anyway, so they've fought each other for years, like doing mm -hmm. silly things, and they know. I think they knew each other growing up. I think is the story. So, it's it's think, very yeah. Yeah, I think Dylan always drove, and they're always on the same team. So I don't think they fought each other ever. Mm -hmm. So I think this is why they want to do it is because they want to have an Aaron versus Dylan drive off. Yeah, they want a definitive very answer. Exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will Blue say as well, better. Blip is Owen too. Yeah. It's a strange situation, isn't because it? You know, because you got to think that it's facing much higher caliber opponents oh, this season it than really it did is. last year. I mean, I love Rusty, but Rusty, um, and you, you know, they've they've got to they've got to have a season where it's is this is it sophomore slump is their favorite expression at the minute or is yes. I, that, that that seems to be right on. And we had this conversation with Will last week where it's like, that's why Hyper, Hypershock goes through this ebbs and flows through its season because it has a bad yeah. season. Then it gets lesser caliber opponents. Then it has a good season. Then it gets thrown in the book and then it goes back down again. So it's this constant wave of uh, emotions and caliber of bot that you're, you're fighting. Uh, mm. So maybe blips going through a similar situation where they're having to deal with, you know, higher caliber opponents. And it's not as, it's not quite as easy, not to say that any heavyweight, is easy to beat, uh, no. but there are definitely. No, I, I realize I've been ranks. saying easy fight and hard fight. It's not what I mean by that at all. It's yeah. opponent who should beat you and opponent right. you should beat sure. yeah. on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Once the doors are locked, everything in your, in your armchair, watching, yeah, exactly. Exactly. looking through the data, it's like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. right. Okay, sure. <laughs> and then Claw Viper this year. Uh, I'll say yeah. there, there is a world in which Blip goes 0-3 against Tantra as well, which is a really Honestly. sticky situation for that team. But um, do you start playing like bracket I was, I, calculations? I was, I was going to. I was going to say <laughs> it depends on. I think. Well, we'll get to that next week. I feel like because obviously we've got right. to wait and see how Tantra does with its second fight because otherwise yeah. they could both be 0-2, and, and then it's really Honestly. dire situation. I know for Honestly. a fact that they won't play that. They no, will I, have I a know. fight proper. <laughs> I know they won't as well because they're not. They're not that kind of. But team, I know but that question. They could. You know, because now that we know we know the schedules, this, that, and the other, do you start to think, okay, uh, where it's the um, uh, like like in sports, where like you've already made the playoffs, do you rest your starters? Uh, I think you some know, teams would. Yeah, I don't think that this team will. We'll no. we'll see. A much shorter season, a harder to make that call. So, anyway, to controversy corner we go. Oh, what a fight this was! Though. Oh it boy. Doesn't oh, matter. Controversy. I want to. I want to oh. pick up controversy corner and then leave because it's not a controversy. <laughs> well, I think the audience need to remember. And if you're watching this and think that Fusion should have won the fight, then what you need to do is go and read the judges' guide and then come back yeah. and talk to us. Because mm -hmm. honestly, it's which doctor win. Um, I would. I would. I want to bring in Calvin quickly here, just because mm -hmm. this is a, a fight which is just. It's so close. How, like, how would you have called mm -hmm. it? Uh, I mean. More of Fusion was broken mm -hmm. than Witch Doctor at the very end. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, unless, even though, you know, Fusion was consistently doing damage to Witch Doctor, like throughout the fight, Witch Doctor did more damage overall to Fusion. And then, um, I mean, aggression and control, I think, 
Witch Doctor had control by a point, mm-hmm. and then um, Fusion had, uh, or yeah, I think Aggression. <laughs> maybe Fusion had. Uh, it's very strange because all the but, all the judges agree on damage and control, but they disagree on aggression. Yeah. And with Fusion yeah. winning damage. Yeah. I so, would say that Witch Doctor oh, was taking the fights mm-hmm. in more. Because, um, yeah. I, I mean, Witch Doctor's damage was its wedge, mm-hmm. but it's... Its uh, weapon wasn't working either was as well, working. I think. Yeah. And um, it had lost some drive. At the end of the fight, you could see Witch Doctor's weapon spinning. So yeah, I don't know just... what's happening. I, like, I, just, I, I, like... I wonder if it was... <sighs> Because there still isn't that functionality test, which we kind of have talked about before, right? right. So it did happen. We just oh, didn't did? get to see it. It did, yeah. Okay. I, did I said about this in the uh, in the video I did about the changes for this season that mm-hmm. these functionality tests, I doubt we'll get to see them on TV. And you sure might enough. see like the start of it, but then they'll edit away from it because you don't need to, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, they did do a functionality test after. I think they did it after almost every fight. Um, okay. Or. Mm-hmm. If it was a close fight like this one, then they definitely did because they want to get it right. Um, I, can, I can only assume that might have influenced the decision then, because if I think if the weapon yeah. is working on Witch Doctor, then it's it. Then I think you're completely right. There's there's no doubt in my mind Witch Doctor wins the fight because mm-hmm. it's still but pretty much driving at all, right? Fusion was at the, at the very good. end. Yeah. It's 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 limping. Uh, yeah. I think they've mm-hmm. lost one side of drive completely, and the other side is just barely hanging on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's which doctor to... had a couple of wheels removed, yeah. but it and was then, still yeah. driving. I mean, I have both hit. of Fusion's weapons were were down, right? Uh, For those who are watching, <laughs> this is a piece of Witch Doctor's uh, inside of Witch Doctor's wheel hub. Oh, it's yeah, the wheel uh, hub. Not so, the yeah, this is this is wow. where the the tie would attach uh, oh, on wow. top, um, and it, it is just a shard of it that's really been gnarled up. It was, I, I mean, I just want to say as well or something. It was just an unbelievable match, wasn't it? Like just, mm. just ground and pound, yeah. just oh, completely yeah, back and just, forth is great. Oh, this is what you this is all you want to see, right? You just want to see you know two machines knocking snot out of each other, and this is exactly that. And I'm interested to see that they've put the appeal thing in the TV edit. It was, finally, yeah, I'm glad. And I think it was also very smart from Fusion not to use it. Yeah, because it's too the, early. Well, it's too early. It's a fight night fight, so. It, Unless it was the last one and they needed it to get in, I don't think it really matters. The that fact much. that it's a close judge's decision that is also split means that it's barely a loss. That's what <laughs> I mean. And against Witch Doctor, which is rank two, three. Yeah. So yeah, but then going back to that again, it's a split decision. It. What are the odds that you could flip one judge and it goes in your favor? Maybe, maybe either Fond or Derek think, okay, maybe aggression was favoring. You know, fusion as as Lisa says here. You know, it's that's very possible. That's about the only way I think this could this could flip. Uh, maybe you could go back and look at damage and say that that fusion was more damaged than than Witch Doctor. Uh, but it's, I mean, both of these bots are hurting at the yeah. end here. I mean, you really have to look at at physical damage, but also system damage. Uh, it's 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 so it it's so tricky. Uh, I'm glad I'm not a judge. Yeah. Uh, just, they, they, they know what they're doing. Like system damage, <laughs> and you know what's, you know, if are the spinning thing is still spinning. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Are the wheel still turning, rather than cosmetic. But, yeah. Uh, well, cosmetic shouldn't be, you know, as as highly rated as 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 you know functional mm-hmm. functional damage yeah. as by the the 
criteria. I think the first thing I said when I saw this fight was, I'm so glad I'm not a judge because I would have no idea how to call this one. It was just like, it was brilliant to watch, but like, ask me to choose a winner, no chance. <laughs> Absolutely there is, <laughs> for, for anybody who wants to do more research on this, um, Judge Lisa actually produced a video mm. earlier in the week mm. about how they do the judging and, and the judges guide for this year and breaking it all down for you. So I implore you to go and check that out because it is a good watch. It's very interesting and it helps to educate you guys on uh, some of the stuff that, you know, to the casual audience won't see. Basically, leave a link in the show notes. How about that? So with that said, which doctor now goes two and O oh, fusion to one and one. One and one, but with a phenomenal loss. A big asterisk yeah. on the one loss, yeah. yeah. Um, who's next for each of these teams, Steve? So Fusion has to go up against currently 2-0 and o Huge. So that's going to be a, an interesting uh, strategic uh, fight, because I imagine Huge will go with, with wheels that allow their weapon to just scrape the floor, maybe. Or uh, short, or maybe or that, short bar and spin down. Maybe, into short bar, maybe, for top. Maybe, to, maybe to spin down and go through the top, possibly. Because uh, I mean, Fusion's so short anyway. Uh, so that's th that'll be interesting, and maybe Fusion can shave those wheels down uh, and just take chunks out of them and make Huge's uh, do, do what make, make it tough. Older brother did, son of Wyachi. Honestly, twenty nineteen. That's the goal. Uh, and then Witch Doctor have currently uh, one and one Gruff. Not an easy one. No. Um, Gruff is another, you know, another fight for Florida supremacy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, the, not the first time this season. Probably won't be the last either. No. Well, next up is now this Doomba. I, mean, I, I, I do feel kind of bad for the for these two teams because imagine having that amazing Witch Doctor Fusion fight, you know, and then the next fight on TV is Doomba versus this. Double Tap. Ah. Oh. Well, this so interesting note. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So both of these are reserves, obviously. Double tap got pushed to reserve after not passing safety. Yeah. Uh, Doomba were reserves anyway, I believe. And Doomba were all set up ready to fight Rusty, who the world like prevented Rusty from being ready on time this year yeah. somewhat. Um so yeah, Rusty Rusty wasn't ready at that point. You've got to imagine that it should have been somebody like Slamo going in because they are probably next similar. reserve. Yeah, similar. Um, and then Double Tap gets announced to the Doomba team, I think about 10, 15 minutes before they go in. Bearing in mind, Doomba are all ready to face a non-spinning weapon. Um, so they have spinner armor and they would have used it had they had the time to put it on. <laughs> <sighs> and then we saw the results. Because yeah, the, the face was removed. It was not, um, very, not very child friendly, was it? That was it. It's we got see, to see a robot see brain on late night television. See, seeing your neighbor, you know, your friendly Ugh. household Roomba splattered across the battle box is just not really what you want to see. Um, I will also say there is a lot of wiring inside Doomba. There is a, so much. I believe, wiring. I, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it's a Smee pod, right inside. Is that right? I'm sure someone told me the other day it's a Smee pod because the, the weapon's kind of similar to the Smee weapon. I mean, yeah, the weapon is a SME weapon, but okay. I don't know mm -hmm. if what's driving it is the same as what SME, okay. what SME used. Fair enough. But, yeah, but this th this was just very sad to watch. Uh, yeah. Double tap, I must say, moves across the box quite smoothly. Mm -hmm. uh, very impressed with with that. Uh, they, 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 they look to be kind of figuring out how to get it to go where they wanted it to go. But once they got a once they got a drive going, uh, it's not too bad, not not too difficult to hit a target that 
isn't moving very fast Plus, anyhow. they used a nice looking armor package instead of whatever's on screen at the minute yeah, yeah. this the 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 welded it kind of hurts shell. my eyes yeah it's it's not, yeah. it's not the best looking thing is it you but woke the... you woke me up to this one day jevin yes i did i went <laughs> oh my god so yeah we were we stayed in an airbnb together obviously and one morning david and and steve just heard from my room oh god what is it <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, yeah, yeah, the, the then, kind of then we all looked. And... Is it a, like a molded fiberglass sort of style thing? The other one, it looks like that. Uh, I think it is metal. Mm. Oh, I think it? it's metal. It's, um, yeah, it's it's welded sheet metal. Um, yeah, but it's all like bent and cool, like geometric patterns and stuff. Mm. Really Pretty. nice, as opposed to the well, the welded one. It's, it's I mean, it's a cool idea what they've done, but the it's self healing armor that looks like it's self hating armor. <laughs> oh dear. Well, they only... learned a lot this season. I was going to I was going to say I was going to say they they did pick up a lot of information across the the year, didn't they? Um mm. now... it's a shame we didn't see the uh kind of expulsion style weapon though. I was there, I was yeah. looking forward to seeing how that would how that would work. Uh but they went with a with a unibody uh with the unibody weapon that they uh, uh, at first I thought it was going to be too high up and hor- like horizontal. Maybe they should have put it down, but it didn't matter. <laughs> they got <laughs> like, a pretty good, you see the, pretty darn good bite. Did you see in the interview the, the the team captain called it the vertical spinner as well? Yes. <laughs> I was, I was oh like, no, oh, I forgot oh. about that. Oh, oh no, bless him. He, he tried. Yeah, it's always a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, definitely for the for the newer teams for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But the plane of rotation is horizontal. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. But it's on the vertical part of the robot. Which one is which? So, like, if it was on the side, like a wheel. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Stop this. <laughs> As opposed to uh, uh, underneath one. I'm just is, making uh... fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will find it's hard. The I, tr- trust me. It's. I mean, it's it, it's tough. Your first time at BattleBots, anybody stick a camera in your face and you got to do an interview. You know, word salad comes out. It happens. Uh, I, they, they they were super super jazzed to be at BattleBots. They mm-hmm. looked like they were having the most fun. So it, it it it's good to see a team, a brand new team, come and bring something really scary looking. Honestly, uh, there was a lot of question marks about what this robot would be and you know how effective it would be. Uh, seeing the CAD renders and all that stuff, but it's 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 really nice to see a bot that you know got through the whole process and you know yeah. it wasn't just vapor a vapor bot. You know, it actually made. I'm, it made I'm glad of two things. I'm glad that we. I'm glad they passed safety first of all, so they actually got the chance to fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm also glad that their fight got aired on TV instead of being a supporter thing or mm-hmm. a YouTube thing at the end of the season because I think it's important that we also see this side of the sport on TV, like the the fun robots or the robots that are there to step in when needed also having fights also getting the tv time they've also got sponsors that you know they they may not have uh got if they weren't on tv or weren't going to be on tv so you know i think it's important that they get the tv time as well mm-hmm. and we got a good segment yeah. of a lot of the bots that are you know reserves for the season so we got we a, got a to good... see yeah. teratops on tv we did we did Woo! <laughs> you were saying calvin yeah. it's always cool to see a, a new robot that's trying new and different things so no matter what if it's good or bad or it doesn't really matter it's just cool to see something different 100%. absolutely and from from a team that were not in combat robot like robots at all before that as well which is even better yeah it's currently no, I believe the best... they're in the drone industry aren't they yeah it's they currently are. the best bot that came from a drone company i believe <laughs> the competition is chromefly so <laughs> 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 oh. 
Crowfly was special. Right, we've delayed the inevitable long enough, I feel. <laughs> we have to talk about that fight. And that, that fight thing. is Ooh. the main event of the week. Now, before we kind of dive in, the promo package. Pun not, dubstep pun Mason. <laughs> dubstep yeah. Martin Mason is I, I mean, It's the only I video more. I will ever need in my life. Editing team's been on point, haven't they? Oh, a lot of goodness. a lot of nice edits this year so far. I want to know what kind of you know substances the editing team were taking at three in the morning when they put this. The together. good ones, clearly. The good ones, clearly. Um, it was spectacular, and like it, the, it was really cool to see them feature the three pound fights too. I was going to yes. say, it's exciting a lot. More. I think that will really help. You know the the community and uh, get new builders because I mean besides I mean in previous years BattleBots has never acknowledged other competitions. Nope. And so the fact that they you know are showing that there are these lower weight categories that you know are cheaper to get into and and you can go and um, see them for just anyone can and yeah. can enter. Mm-hmm. You don't have to apply. You don't have to you know find sponsors. You don't have to spend a bajillion dollars on a gigantic robot like it, it's uh yeah it should help out the the um you know just get people in the hobby and and mm-hmm. get people building and I, I know really cool. i know that old robot wars used to do it where they had smaller weight classes and even toward the end of the season they had that the, that like ant weight rumble in that little mm-hmm. mini robot wars box which was adorable uh but it's uh, kind of like the grassroots isn't yeah. it like of, of the yes. of the sport and that's kind of what you, you want to you want to have more people be like, oh, I've seen that on TV. I wonder if there's anything local to me, which people right. will do now, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, we've seen it yeah. with Starchild last week. We've seen it with, obviously, yourself this week, Calvin. Yeah, because so. otherwise your search just extends to where is BattleBots filmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then that your search doesn't go any further. Yeah. RobotCombatEvents.com, BuildersDB.com, tons of events across the country and the world. Bristolbotbuilders.com uh, events. Bristolbotbuilders, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of things going on all over the place. Stream robots. Yep, exactly. Personal question for you, Calvin. How cool was it to have Lynx, your robot, and not just Madcaster, the team's robot, on TV? <laughs> that was pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was never expecting to, you know, have a, a Beetleweight featured mm-hmm. on, on TV and uh to see it on the big screen is it's it pretty neat millions <laughs> of people have now seen that robot <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it must be quite daunting so what's the what's the, the the process that production comes to you and says hey we're gonna we're gonna write this story about you mm-hmm. and and riptide and what, what was uh maybe how was it initiated sort of thing. Yeah, basically yeah so well I had no idea what they're going to do at filming, right. um, because you know we we got the matchup and we knew why <laughs> we were matched up. Yeah, but I think everyone and their mother we knows weren't why. sure how they were going to show it on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a few months ago, I got an email asking for you know pictures of me and links you know, at, at small events and stuff. Um, so I sent some over. Uh, but I still wasn't sure how they're going to portray either of our teams on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think overall, um, you know, they, they did a, a good job of, of explaining, um, you know, not all of it's, you know, it's a little dramatized for TV, but um, yeah. So like not everything's completely accurate, but generally I think they, they did a decent job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I guess I guess I'll, I'll, I'll while we're talking about this, this is kind of out of order in the questions, but uh, a foolish banana on Twitter asks: Was any of the drama between the Mad Catter and Riptide teams overblown by production, or is it is it really how the show told it? So um, yeah, it's not. And like you and you can accurate. say what what you want or not. You know, I'm I'm not <laughs> really putting you on the spot. You can say shut up, Steve, if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we're not as close with their team as we are with other teams. That's a very diplomatic so, way of putting you know, it. <laughs> I, yeah. I respect, you know, all the time and, and effort and that they put into their robot like every other team. Um, and I mean, we, we still, we still let them, you know, use our tools. We let them use our hydraulic press after the fight mm-hmm. to, you know, repair their weapon. Um, so it's, it's, not all bad. That's, that's good to hear. Good you know, let's let, let, let's settle that now because I know. I, I mean, the edit. I, I I did say nice things about the edit, uh, but the edit really does go pretty hard into this. Uh, I, I I don't know if they dug too deep. You know, where they they kind of drum up too much drama, because uh, there's like f- at least four times in this episode where they say, "Oh, Riptide is a scaled up version of Lynx." Uh, they 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 nicked Calvin's design. This that and the other. Mm-hmm. Uh. Do Which, by the way, has also hard. sparked massive flame wars all over Facebook this week with various teams and very like, yeah. Not, yeah, not even in competing yeah. this year. Like no. it's crazy. Past teams, yeah, yeah. It's been it's been what, a bit of a, what's a fire. The line, you know. Yeah, but the thing is, like, yeah. it's you know, it's 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 so difficult to say that. Like, oh, well, let's think about how many tomb clones there are. We have one in this event, uh, it, called Triton. Uh, it's very tomb clone. It's very tombstony. It, but it's not exactly the same kind of robot. There's different liberties taken. It's even more mm-hmm. weapon than 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 <laughs> armor. Uh, but like, what's the what's the argument for you know having a design all your own uh, as opposed to taking something from something that you've seen and and scaling it up? Uh, there was a good uh, conversation on Twitter about a robot called K two uh, that influenced mm-hmm. uh, the Vert meta that we currently see. Honestly. Right. Uh, you know, like where where do you stop uh, having the conversation yeah, so, of, of 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 what wh- where's the origin? Like who, who who's whose bot is it anymore? Who invented the wheel? Right. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm com- completely fine with you know taking inspiration from links or from many other robot competitive robot. You look at other robots that are competitive and that mm-hmm. win events um, and. You know, when Ethan was building his Beetle Eight, he saw that you know Lynx was winning every SoCal event since 2018 or so. Um, so obviously, you you know you want to if you want to build a competitive robot, you base it off of other competitive robots. Like my first robot was a one pound tomb clone um, with wheel guards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't do a whole lot <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah I mean yeah you know making uh, or basing your robot off, off other robots is you know completely fine and expected uh, but uh, but I mean BattleBots is a TV show first and a a competition second, right? Mm-hmm. So like all the builders know that. Um, so you know, every single team has made compromises to uh, 
to get on the show and put on a good show. Like, uh, you know, when Hypershock first started, they had a full composite, you know, carbon fiber chassis and, and lifting arms and all this crazy stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's, you know, in not the most repairable design. No. Um, it's hard to yeah, clean up. Which doctor has, <laughs> you know, a mini bot and canted wheels and, uh, you know, the whole like ribs and voodoo get up and, you know, that takes time and, and weight and money and effort and mm-hmm. um yeah like i think every single team has made those compromises to give their bot character um so it is like its own you know persona not just a theme for the team but the whole character as is mm-hmm. um and then yeah so that's that's why i think a lot of us were surprised that riptide got picked to be a full competitor because mm-hmm. it's generally just a, it is a black based, box. It, it is based egg beater, isn't it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, no frills. Um, mm. Yeah. So that that's, uh, it, that's part of what, you know, stems the, uh, the controversy. <laughs> I was talking to the, um, the behind bots guys earlier in the week about, sort of what riptide is in in the sport at the moment i think they they are there with a robot that they want to win battle bots with and i think in in the terms of the sport that that is fine it is expected that you want to Mm -hmm. go get a giant nut take it home with you you've got the hardest hitting robot there and you've you're gonna go and do that and that's fine it doesn't do anything for me in terms of like it it's not pushing anything it's not really pushing the envelope of of design wise what is wow out so out there it's so cool inspiring others to to do things you know it they're there for them to to go and do the thing and that's fine they they go and do that it's it's not there for anybody else to go and i want to do that also i think that's that's the that's the thing for me that it just doesn't it doesn't wow spark you. as much joy no mm. to the fight itself i suppose yeah. we kind of have to get to that point um, it hits plenty hard, though, doesn't it? Well, I was, I was going to say... Oh, the, absolutely. The, the, first, the first question I was going to ask... <laughs> well, we, we kind of touched on the first part of the question, um, which is from a guy called Jeremy Lloyd on Facebook, who asks, who says, I'm glad that Lynx is now canon in BattleBots. Were you attempted at all to use it as a mini-bot in this fight? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... Uh, <laughs> it would have, you know, been vaporized. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, that's... I want to keep it around. Fair, <laughs> absolutely fair enough. At least it got to push the button, right? Yes, that yeah. was. It was so like you bring it out, like giving it the big and like yeah, it was. That was brilliant. I, I was, I was a big fan of that. Um, talk us through the strategy because as we we've kind of alluded to, Riptide is an absolute beast. You know, we saw it. Yeah, you know, it's a yeah. It it beat glitching two hits. No argument. We concerned going in thinking, okay, this is going to be an absolute stinker for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we were pretty stumped because, I mean, we can't turn Mad Catter into a 500-pound droopy all of a sudden. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that, I mean, that was pretty early on, clearly out of the question. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so as far as, like, you know, going, uh, going up against him, I mean, I designed links to 
to beat robots like Mad Catter and you know, other vertical spinners and other horizontals and stuff. So, um, yeah, we were we were debating for a long time what we should use to try to fight Riptide. Um, so we're looking at Riptide's past fights and past fights where I've lost with Lynx and really big chunky forks. So, uh, you know, uh, Sawblaze's forks are obviously like real thick and heavy duty and Defender's forks as well. Um, and then uh, I fought Nate with Thunderchild at uh, Motorama. Um, was it, was like it in, in 2020? <laughs> and um, yeah, I just could not get a hit on him. So, uh, yeah, so our idea was to put on our sword uh, attachment, you know, the one that we used in the Black Dragon fight last year. Um, you know, it, it wasn't as beefy and as heavy duty as we probably would have liked, but it was the best we had. And the goal was to just jam that in their weapon and try to get their weapon to hit that first and like on the, on the downstroke and pop themselves up. Um, and then we would try to, you know, get control after that. Um, but yeah, it didn't really work out. Um, I mean, the, turns out the first kind of popped exchanges. the fork up and then yeah. hit us on the fork and it flipped us over. Um, yeah. So, I don't know what we'd do if we were to fight them again. Mm. Um, I mean, the first few yeah, exchanges a, were looking quite good. Like robot. the the first, mm -hmm. the initial few hits were looking really good. You turned Riptide over, and then it kind of yeah. bounced straight back. That again. was a pure weapon on weapon shot, and it and mm. it kicks Riptide yeah. back. And we're thinking, think okay, hitting this could Riptide possibly work. Hitting Riptide weapon on weapon is always going to be a worry for Riptide because yeah. their weapon is expensive and difficult to fix. So. Mm. Right. You know, you hit it enough times in the same spot, it's going to break eventually. Maybe who knows? I think they had um, two, yeah. Didn't they? But that was—I wasn't sure who would win tip to tip, because um, I mean, we're—I uh, don't think Riptide spins that fast. But mm -hmm. I mean, we we're not we're not geared to spin, you know, crazy fast either. Mm -hmm. um, so I wasn't sure who was going to win. Um, I mean, we're, we were, you know, going full stick, didn't mm -hmm. really care about gyro, uh, you know, trying to get them weapon to weapon, but, uh, yeah, it was going to be a toss up. And I think looking back, yeah, maybe we should have gone weapon to weapon more rather yeah. than me trying to concentrate and by sticking our, our fork into their weapon. Yeah. That's interesting. That, uh, you know, maybe could have made a difference, but yeah, ab absolutely. at that time I was dead set on, you know, getting our fork in their weapon. Yeah. Yeah. On the second hit of the fight, you you do try to feed your fork just straight into their weapon, and it doesn't end up yeah. too bad for you. You kind of do a couple of tumbles, but you land right back on your feet as a cat does. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, after that, uh, I mean, Riptide gets a hit on one of the forks, and it looks a little wonky after that. And I don't think it lasts too much longer on the bot too far long after that. And then that the next hit you get really sends Riptide up, and it looked very similar to your first hit. Uh, and then. Mm -hmm. And then things start to go a little sideways mm -hmm. uh, where yeah. Riptide just rips a fork off, sends you upside down. Uh, and at that point, Catter's uh, just reeling. Uh, uh, upside down hit. It's once uh, again the, the getting stuck on the sort of ram rig section. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's a few robots 
already this season who got stuck there. And it's like, oh. That's... Yeah, so those are supposed to actuate, right? Yeah, right. So, wait, what's it? Wait, what's it? Do the flippy thing. Do the flippy thing. You know, release us. Uh, but yeah, it just wasn't working or something. So maybe he landed funny I mean, on it or something. It's probably better. I know. I, I know the ones on the far side of the ring actually. A lot of damage. Yeah, it's true. Um, I do actually want to ask the other question I was going to ask during the fight, which was uh, from Rob Weston on Discord, who asks: uh, Mad Catter usually tends to rely on the vertical spinner during the fights. Um, have you got any plans to use the lifting arm more, or is it more of a token slash secondary weapon? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's definitely a secondary weapon, right? If our mm-hmm. if our weapon goes down, or if our vertical spinner goes down, then then we start to use the fork. Um, but you know, the gearbox isn't the strongest, um, so we try not to get it damaged. So then you can self write when we need to, mm-hmm. rather than use it as a primary lifter and then um we've also learned from the hammer days that having you know a a lifter and a hammer going opposite directions is a bad idea for gearboxes basically if you're trying to lift and then you hammer them then it just breaks your lifter arms so we're, we're trying not to do the same thing with our vert where you know we get the lifter on top of them and then hit them with the vert and then it just shears <laughs> all the gears and just destroys everything. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, we try to be pretty pretty gentle with the lifter. Mm-hmm. Steve, who's next for Riptide? Oh no, we're not done yet. Oh, we're not <laughs> done yet? Okay. Yeah. Have, have at it. Go, go. I want to scroll this back. There's a tiny bit more. <laughs> a tiny bit more or is there a big bit more? We'll see how you take it. <laughs> go, go for it. So, let's see. How do I begin? I mean, f- first of all, I, I want to talk about the, the post-fight interview stuff. Okay. Before, oh, wait, before gonna... that. Oh, before that. that. Oh, okay. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get that. there. We'll save We'll that. get there. Okay, so, you, you know, bots t- love to play with their food after a fight. You've won, you know. Tombstone I, I destroying see... Bombshell, for example. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. I, I watch that back sometimes, and there's that one part of Bombshell that just kind of falls next to Ray. Talk about having nerves of steel. Anyway, uh, yes, playing with your food after the fight, totally fine. Uh, we had it last week with, with Scorpios and Diana going like, ah, on the ace, and like right where the bell goes, and such a great hit, uh, where... Uh, that that's just you know just nice it's nice tv yeah. uh riptide going after the minibot totally fair game mm-hmm. the bell goes yeah, it's still moving the bell goes yeah right and at this point you're supposed to stop you're just supposed to yeah. stop you listen to the refs they say put your controllers down sometimes they get really you know like when you're celebrating and stuff like that you know they'd be like all right put your, your controllers physically down physically take so, the controller from your hand yeah, they should yeah you know, they should have yeah. did that last week i, you know, I remember you know, that being you know don't punch don't don't punch the ref by accident you know Jake. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a funny bit oh man i'm never going to let that down that was so funny <laughs> save it for but, hydra interview <laughs> yeah so at some point like right when the bell goes there is a piece of catter that gets kicked and that's, you know, right at the buzzer. I can, I can deal with that, but it's, it's the second and third after that, where you just continue to keep playing with your food Mm. and the ref is telling you to stop. That's where it kind of sits funny with me. Uh, Jevin, you might have more, more direct. That was one of our front end, uh, our like brand new front end attachments called Mm -hmm. the kitten heels, but I mean, we wanted to use those in every fight 
Um, it was a half inch plate of AR that we spent like hours chamfering mm-hmm. uh, to a point. And then, um, yeah, so luckily when that got ripped off by Riptide, it was mostly usable. Like we could, mm-hmm. you know, bend a, a tab back and then we'd just bolt it back on and reuse it. But yeah, after that, after the, those, after the bell hits, um, I mean, that half inch piece of plate was absolutely mangled and there's no bending that back. There's no reusing that. There's no amount of work that you can do to, to reuse that anymore. Mm-hmm. So, and we only had, you know, a few, we run a really tight budget. We don't have a million spares. So we, yeah, after the fight, we saw that like, all right, great. We'll just pull that back on, you know, well, a few cracks be good. And then, but they didn't let us do that. No. no. So, and, and it, actually the, the, yeah. So when a big robot, you know, hits something small like that, even with the 250 mile an hour tip speed, the change in momentum uh, will make that little piece travel way faster than 250 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So from a safety standpoint, the refs and, you know, the, the BattleBots uh, producers were not happy. With no. Well, considering the fact that they have to go straight into the box to deactivate the robots ready to get the next fight in yeah. and going, right? you know, it's just taking more time to stop poor behavior, basically. And mm-hmm. it's once again where sportsmanship has let them down, I think, because they're busy enjoying themselves and not thinking about everybody else. Um, it was actually Steve pointed out to we were sat on the blue side for for the whole session of this was session four as well. And um we Steve noticed that Ref Dave was then talking to Ethan about something. We had seen the late hits on the piece of metal and gone that's not right um and then uh ref dave then went and had a discussion with greg and mike jeffries and then ethan then had a conversation with them as well so we've got to assume that there was a bit of telling off there and sort of smacked wrists about safety in the box which I mean, we first shouldn't... of all, why on earth would you want to mess around with Ref Dave? Because, like, I feel like he'd like chin you. Like the guy, <laughs> the guy looks like he eats gravel for breakfast. You know. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. But yeah, it, you've got to imagine that there there were words had. We we did actually, we had a conversation with Ref Dave afterwards, which we won't go into detail with because no. he asked us not to. So um, we we won't. And um, but yeah, it's it's on a whole safety standpoint. If you're not being safe in the box, then you need to think about should this person really be here? Um, and I think that's sort of a first glancing warning for this team um, because you've got to be safe. It's the first and foremost. You've got to be safe. Especially after the bell. I, I yeah. like, There's chaos in the box. Like, like shoot, last year uh, in, in the Slugfest, uh, we have Hypershock just going after Valkyrie's spinning blade yeah. and yeeting yeah. it into the side of the box. Super dangerous. And I, I believe production was very upset with Will with that after the fact. Mm. But it looked good on TV. Yeah. So but in the driver's meeting before yeah. this uh, event, um, you know, they specifically went over this and said, don't go after the little pieces because it's very expensive and we got to do a lot of repairs to the lights and yeah. the Luxan mm-hmm. and whatnot. 
Oh yeah, um, and it, it'll. Well, considering that this was the third fight out that evening, after yep. Huge versus Blip had already paused production, after Claw Viper versus Ribot had already paused production, yep. like you don't want to have a third stoppage on a yep. session because that's this was more the day money. where things were getting a little nervy on if they were going to get their yeah. number of fights in. Mm -hmm. So for for several reasons, don't do that. Basically, yeah. the the, the famous told beforehand not to. Yes, the famous that's Gibson specific. quote comes to mind of "Don't be a dick." Yeah. And it's it's wise words to live by, and uh, maybe Riptide need to kind of reassess and think. Okay, maybe we should listen to to Greg's advice from previously. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that wasn't enough, I mean, I, I mentioned it briefly. The post fight interview stuff as well. Now, I get you know, I get wanting to celebrate. You know, you you've, you've won the fight. It's a big fight yep. to win. You know, Mad Cata has been mm -hmm. kicking ass for the oh, last man. couple of years. I love Martin when they cut to him. That was this is the let go, and he's like. <laughs> He, yes, yes. Uh, it was fantastic, <laughs> but but it was it was the covering of Martin's mouth, and like the kind of you could tell that you both were a bit miffed to say the very least. And I'm I will applaud both of your class and kind of professionalism. Maturity. Look, I'll say, yeah, you can tell Martin Mason's a teacher. My God, he <laughs> just like, he knows how to deal with this yeah. sort of thing. He has a lot of patience. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously. Not to get too dragged up in the drama of the whole thing, because you know that's yeah. not really what we're here for. No. Yeah. Um, were you particularly put out by this whole thing? Was like obviously you've got to repair the the robot. You've got to you know you expect a, a smacking from from Riptide. That's all well and good, but like was this particularly like egregious for you? Uh, as far as repairs go, I I don't think so. Um, I I think getting stuck in the wall really saved us. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I would have liked to continue the fight, but uh, yeah, if, if you're already losing, then there's kind of uh, it's good to save your robot for the rest of the season because you know there's there's lots of fights coming up. Yeah, there are indeed, there are indeed. Um, Steve, should we ask who Riptide are fighting next? Sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so Riptide. <laughs> oh, Riptide. Uh, we could just mark this one down. Uh, so Riptide's fighting Captain Shredderator. I'm sorry, Brian, but I don't know what you're going to do to this thing. It's getting that... sent to the moon, isn't it? <laughs> I would think so. You ever flip a quarter? I think that's going to happen a <laughs> you lot. You ever flip it at 100 miles an hour? <laughs> yeah, and it just doesn't slip. Oh, I, I feel awful for the Captain Shredderator team. They're yeah. going to have a serious rebuild ahead of them unless they get super supremely, ultimately lucky that something, you know, Riptide spontaneously combusts in the box. Anyway, Mad Catter Wait for has... It. has Big Dill and Lockjaw to come. Yeah. Green robots. Yeah. Three more green robots to <laughs> be to be fighting. Um Calvin, your initial kind of thoughts of fighting these two. Uh so Big Dill is captained by Emmanuel Creo, right? Mm -hmm. Um and -Man he's <laughs> a fantastic builder from Seattle. Um he's you know instrumental on the, the Warhawk and Cat King robots. Yeah. Um, yeah, he basically designed them all, um, and he helped us with the design for the current Madcatter and Madcatter previously. And he's been part of the team. He's been helping us out, you know, build the robot. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're really, really good friends with him. Um, so we're just pretty excited close to, to like to fight. Uh, the tantrum blip fight as you can get with like another team that don't have i mean it's two separate teams but they might mm -hmm. might as well not mm -hmm. be yeah yeah i mean yeah our, our pits are 
basically combined. Um, mm. Like when we rearrange the tables, we turn it into one big pit with mm. us and Big Dill. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we help him out whenever we can. And um, yeah, he helps out us out just immeasurably. So um, yeah, we're excited. And um, I think he was really excited to use his new vertical mm. uh, spinner attachment. Um, that's just a little, I think it's 20 something pound disc. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the same weight as, you know, our smallest weapon. Um, so it, um, oh, and then we, he's using one of the in runners that we use for our weapon as well. Uh, we use three, but, um, yeah, it, it's a, has a lot of oomph. So yeah. we're excited to fight him. Yeah, we got some really nice B-roll in the fight in, in the pits leading up to uh we'll, we'll get some really nice B-roll leading up to the to the fight uh of this uh this this beautiful gear train uh that he has mm-hmm. going up to this to this weapon. It's a it, I'm really excited to see it in the box. Uh there's just there's just something nice about seeing a pickle with with a spinner on the front of it. I mean, <laughs> this is one of those this is one of those bots that like it's been around. We've seen what it can do. It technically, I don't think it was supposed to even be in the main season. I think it no, was a no, reserve. It was a reserve that, that came in. So, mm-hmm. so it's it, this is a really a, a, a moment for Emmanuel to really prove that he you know deserves to be amongst the the fifty that they pick for the show. You know, maybe that was a mistake for them to put him as a reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I'm I'm very much looking forward to your to your clash in the box. Yeah, and then yeah, fighting Donald Hudson uh, Lockjaw <laughs> as we've touched super on. Super cool. Yeah, I mean. Um, yeah, it's just a like all his robots are so pretty, and yeah, you know, he's just been around for for years, and he's been an inspiration to us for a long time. So I was I was gonna say like uh, you must, like we're excited to find him. Like surely a lot of the team would have been watching him growing up as well. Like like a lot of teams mm-hmm. were. So it's just kind of like it's that cool moment of you get to fight the guy you've watched for forever. Yeah. Basically, I've been very vocal. Yeah. He's my favorite classic builder. You know, it's. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just there's some connection of just seeing these machines that I mean, it, it's very modern, but organic and just it, it looks it looks alive. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just there's just something about his designs. Um, you can go look on the, the BattleBots website now, the new mm-hmm. Tazbot. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so curious to see how that's going to fight uh, a six wheeled Tazbot. Never in my life would I have <laughs> ever thought you'd see something like that. Uh, just, just silly. Uh, I'd like to see how it holds up against some of these other parts. I hope there. they managed to get the uh, the working sort of removable mini box front section as well, because that was meant mm. to be a thing. <laughs> silly. It's so silly. It's so silly. Well, that kind of brings us to the end of the episode and upcoming fights. We have three more questions before we let you go, Calvin. We'll do mm. we'll do one right. each. We can do quick fire. We can do quick fire. So the first one is asked by a, a fair few people this week, but the the, the two that I kind of highlighted were from Travis Arp on Twitter and Never Wave on YouTube. And they ask, will you ever make a 250 pound links? And do you think it would be accepted if you did? There already is so, one. <laughs> Next so yeah, question. Before this episode, I think, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I thought that, uh, well, first of all, it would need, you know, some sort of a theming and, and like some, that. you know, character behind it not just links mm. um so yeah that was like one hurdle and then obviously um 
if I were to make a, a 250 pound links, it just look like I copied grip type mm. because that's what people see on TV. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And that's what people know. Mm -hmm. But yeah, with this episode, maybe it, you know, allows us to, you know, make Medcatter look a little bit more like, like links and have it be acceptable. Mm -hmm. So we will food, see. Food for thought. Food for thought. Mm -hmm. uh, Steve, do you want to grab the second one? Yeah, for sure. So Helen Claudio on YouTube uh, asks, uh, what advice would you give expiring builders who run kit bots to going to the next step? Oh, uh, let's see. Going back to the last question. Yeah. Um, what's prevented oh, us from, uh, well, what's prevented me from you know, making a 250 pound links is mm. just the, the sheer cost of the egg beater. Yeah, um, understandable. Big chunk of steel that you can't really make in multiple pieces because then you have those joints that are weak. Um, so yeah, that's been a big, you know, a thing that's made it cost prohibitive. Yeah. Um, you know, currently we make our weapons out of, you know, stacked half inch plates of AR 500 and it's a super, super cheap way of making a weapon. Whereas I think, um, Ethan said that like one of their eight biggers runs around $3,000 or something like that. And yeah, basically that's more than half our budget. Yeah, that's just crazy. for one weapon. <laughs> so crazy. I mean, you could go, you it's could been, go like the the uh, Robot Wars Hobgoblin route, where it's just uh, you know, it's it's instead of being like with th like three D bits, you know, it's a just a, a, a sheet, a flat sheet with a <laughs> hole a in the middle, thing, and you know, <laughs> yeah, the but then effect. like finding a four inch thick sheet, right? Cut out of, that's there's no easy answer. For someone difficult. to cut yeah. it yeah. The, with the budget. Yeah, still still expensive no matter what. So. Um, yeah, that that's been like the main reason why we started with the, you know, the kind of two inch thick, more typical vertical spinner weapon. And it's not easy to machine a piece that big, really. No, I mean it's. Yeah. <laughs> how you gonna? What kind gotta of how, big, machine, you gotta, big tools? I mean, how are you gonna put that stock into the into the machine anyway? You're gonna need. How you, it's heavy as heck, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's crazy. Um. Yeah, so the, the second question was, okay. what, what advice would you give yeah. to the expiring builders who would run kit bots? Yeah, like, what's the next step for a builder? Like, mm -hmm. say they bring a kit bot to an event. I mean, there's a lot of builders that do this when they're first getting into combat robotics. They'll buy a, a bot off the shelf, play around with it, and say, okay, mm -hmm. what's my next step? You know, do I yeah. do I look, like, where, where do I go? I think you should um, have the idea that nothing is sacred on that robot. Right, just because it comes as a kit and that's how it's meant, but it's you know, designed to be, um, it doesn't mean that everything is perfect on it. And you know, just because it has add two more, and just because it, you know, has a weapon belt routed a certain way, doesn't mean it could be different. Mm -hmm. um, everything is something that you're able to change, and uh, something that you should change if you think it can be improved. Um, so yeah, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think it bot should stay stock. Um, especially if, you know, you learn, um, to find its weaknesses and want to improve them. And basically, you know, through that process, you'll basically be creating your own robot and, 
after modifying your kitbot so much that uh, building a brand new robot of your own design is not that hard. I mean, we can see it with Evanarius and Shred It Bro. Uh, that thing mm -hmm. has gone mm -hmm. so far from being what it was as it, well, it was a kinetic kit, I believe, a kinetic egg beater kit or something like that. It looks I think something it's always similar a to finger tech egg beater or a but, finger tech know, egg beater. With those, but in the, any case, the chassis is always your own design. Yeah, mm -hmm. it, it it looked very, uh, you know, stock like the mm -hmm. stock, you know, like like mm -hmm. the old. I mean, you can see most of the Shredit team's beetles have all started out life as those egg beater kits, and they all look mm -hmm. so different to each other. Like you got. Um, yeah. Boombox and Hercaboos and all all of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake and bake. Yeah, they all have their own character now, and mm. they're all Blackbird. You know, they all do things their own way, and I think it's great. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, really, really. And is. like, or like Johnny with Spartan. Like, yes, that thing used to be a uh, kinetic kit, right? Or, wait, oh, uh, okay. or a vector kit? Uh, Was a vector kit? Vector kit. Yeah. Yes. yes. It ain't anymore. But yeah, that thing is, no. you know, way better than any vector kit. Uh, you know. Stock vector kit is um, he's done you know, so many improvements to you know the the weapon drivetrain to the structure of it and I mean yeah I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him with the new robot of his own design like anytime mm -hmm. yeah for sure Jevon you get the honors last question I, I think I know the answer to this as well um, <laughs> Richard Sam on Facebook asks what's the calmest you've ever seen Martin Mason I'm pretty sure he's a chill guy off camera right. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty chill. Um, he's uh, he kind of took a step back this year. Um, We've, we have noticed a lot more me, of you. Me. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he still yells at the camera, which I greatly appreciate. Um, <laughs> he takes the heat off the kids, yeah. you know. It's really yeah, the focus is he, on him. <laughs> yeah, he does a great job of you know distracting all the the production people and getting them away from the pit and uh, letting us work. So yeah, this year I've kind of been the, the pit boss. And so I've been like in charge of getting the robots ready. And um, so I think that's, uh, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been good this past year because it allows him to, you know, go and socialize and, mm. uh, or go help us charge batteries and, mm. um, or just help other teams. He was, you know, instrumental in, getting uh doom up and ready and passing mm. safety and uh yeah he's just kind of all over the place helping other teams and um yeah it's it's great to have mason on our team would you like to captain madcatter someday possibly it's a big it's a big task it's it's, it's a it's, it's big shoes it's, to fill right <laughs> yeah yeah um you know i'm not the most comfortable in front of the camera sure um so it's always nice to not have to do that job. Um, but yeah, I could possibly see myself captaining my cutter. It's also just a big financial uh, burden to take on. For sure. You know, trying to find sponsors and, and uh, doing all the, all the behind the scenes stuff that's not building robots. Yeah, yeah it's I, tough. I, I think we had this conversation many, many episodes ago with Jen Herkenroder, where she she mm. was, you know, she was on Team Scorpios, and then when she got to captain her own team, it, it's like you don't realize how much goes into being the captain on your team. Like, the, mm -hmm. there's so many other things that you have to do other than just working on the robot. Uh, so it's right. you know, it's th there's a, that that huge step up of like you're the you're the face of the team. You know, you, that you're you're basically your your own PR. Mm -hmm. 
so how how you're presented on TV uh, is is directly related, you know, to how you know how you present yourself. Uh, so that's and I I think Martin does a pretty good job, but yeah, it would be hard shoes yeah. to fill. But I think I think you do fine, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, give yourself that's a good yeah, director. It's really nice to have like a, a PR person. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the, the face of the team. They're the 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 captain on TV, mm-hmm. but then you know have someone that's you know has the time to work on the robot. Uh, uh, yeah, because he's also a guy that gets his hands being dirty. pulled away by production, doing yeah. interviews. Um, that you know can can really like bunker down or hunker down and, and yeah. uh, lead the team and yeah the robot. It's, it's good to have somebody you can go to and kind of ground you you know it's it's good to have a mentor yeah. and i think martin yeah. martin's exemplary at that and mm, i think it's comes across well on tv definitely mm-hmm. well that is that is that um calvin thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure talking to you and if you want to hear more from calvin listen to behind the bots this week yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, yep. we, normally we try and split guests and, and try and make sure we don't have the same person on twice but i feel like this week was just inevitable that this was going to happen so mm-hmm. yeah uh, calvin thank you so much for your time dude it's always a pleasure talking to you yeah it was great being on thank you thank man. you well that said i've been Sarah at 64 i've been steve the american gildroy i've been world of woodrow and i've been calvin eva from mad catter and yeah. links excellent <laughs> especially especially links and the the three of us will see you next week for more battle bots We'll see you then.